One of my favorite ways to unwind is by playing a game on my phone while I relax on the couch. And June's Journey is my new favorite as it combines several of my favorite things, finding hidden items, decor and design, and solving a murder. In June's Journey, you dive into June's captivating quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret while discovering the truth behind the unexplained death of her sister. As you uncover clues, you also get to build your own island estate with expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. You get to collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. You get to chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. So can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode contains adult themes and is not appropriate for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, the world. This is They Will Kill, a true crime podcast. I am Courtney Eck. And I'm Sadie Eck. And we're still sisters, and we still talk about murder every time. That's all I have. What do you What do you have, Sadie I Eck? have Munchausen's by proxy, The oh. Murder of Olivia Gant. Oh, come on. Tell us all about it's it. It's a roughie. Oh, boy. So in October of 2018, Kelly Renee Turner brought her daughter to the pediatrician's office She told her doctor that the little girl had been diagnosed with cancer and needed help controlling her, quote, bone pain caused by the disease. As the doctor examined her, they quickly realized that there was absolutely no evidence that the child was suffering from cancer, and when they looked into the family's medical history, they learned their patient's older sister, Olivia Gant, had died only the year before. Oh, no. At just seven years old, Olivia had been put on hospice and died just 19 days later. Oh, God, I have chills. Mm -hmm. After doctors were able to confirm their young patient was indeed cancer-free, they believed Kelly Turner may be responsible for her oldest daughter's unnecessary medical treatment and her youngest daughter's death. So authorities were called and an investigation was launched. Olivia Gant was born June 21st, 2010 in Pasadena, Texas, to her parents Kelly and Jeff Gant. In a blog created by Kelly, she described Olivia as a tiny fighter who was born premature. Despite coming early, she was healthy, and the first few months of her life were uneventful. So I'm just going to say a lot of this was directly from Kelly, and so mm. it's not to be trusted, but this is right. from you know what Kelly says. Right. This would change at her nine-month checkup when her doctor noticed that she was not developing normally and her head was growing, quote, off the charts. In her blog, Kelly writes, quote, After a trip to Orthotics Place and a referral to the neurologist, we thought we would simply get a helmet to reshape her skull and all would be well. Don't ever count your chickens before they hatch. 
MRI of the brain at the neuro office showed that Olivia had a vascular malformation of the brain. Further testing determined that it is inoperable. What came with that? Possibility of seizures, blindness, aneurysm, stroke, or death. It was decided that she would be monitored every few months. Routine MRI, not. So this is still, I'm still reading her blog. Yeah. The next MRI led them to do an ultrasound because something in her neck looked different. So we now discovered that there is a tumor on one of the glands in her neck. What comes with that, you may wonder? Deafness in the right ear, trouble swallowing, trouble chewing. Uh Kelly complains about the trouble she had getting her daughter the tests and treatments she needed, but that all changed when they moved to Colorado in 2012 and started getting treatment at the Denver Children's Hospital. By the time Olivia was two, Kelly claimed she had been diagnosed with autism, had an inoperable vascular malformation, a tumor on one of her glands, external hydrocephalus, which is too much water on the outside of the brain. She said she had developmental delays, an L-carotene deficiency, a seizure disorder, and celiac disease. Good lord. Two years old. Ugh. Over the course of the next two years, what started out as simple procedures to help Olivia with feeding difficulties turned into complex and invasive surgeries. Mm. I want to know how often kids actually get that many diagnoses. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, what what are how often do you get that many issues because i know that issues can compound no doubt about it but how frequently should we be suspicious when a mother claims her two-year-old has like nine different distinct and severe disorders i think very suspicious and this is a lot of what she wrote in her blog and so maybe she didn't bring her daughter like maybe this was all just Uh make-believe and what she was actually bringing her Olivia to the doctors for was a much smaller, more manageable list. I don't know. Yep. But this, these are the things she's telling her public yep. people about. Got it. But yeah, I agree. I, it doesn't seem real likely, especially at two years old. Yeah. According to Kelly, including the long list of previous troubles, Olivia now had focal corticodysplasia, which is abnormal brain cell organization, intestinal dysmotility, which is when the gut can't move food through it properly and vascular malformation in the brain. Yeah. See, like those things, I'm not a doctor, but those things don't seem connected, super related. Yeah. So in July of 2014, a neurologist determined Olivia didn't have a seizure disorder and told Kelly to stop giving her the medication to treat her seizures, which could cause a laundry list of side effects on its own. Yeah, those medications are not fucking around, man. Super gnarly. Despite this, Kelly would continue to give Olivia the anti-seizure drug until just before her death. Oh, God, poor baby. In September, Olivia was hospitalized for constipation. And in November 2014, doctors decided to perform an ileostomy, which creates a hole in the abdomen so waste can drain directly from the small intestine to a bag, Mm. which was supposed to help with her digestive issues. Kelly wrote in her blog, quote, After months of not being able to use the bathroom and being in extreme pain almost constantly, the great doctors decided the surgery to put in a colostomy was necessary. Oh, God. After surgery, Olivia's constipation improved, but a few weeks later, she had to be rushed to the hospital. Kelly described the incident in her blog again, quote, On December 11th, Olivia was transported back to the hospital where Olivia had what is called an intestinal prolapse, where her intestines that formed the ileostomy were protruding out. It looked oh, like God. a hot dog. Mm-mm. 
The on-call surgeon put her asleep enough to push the intestines back in, Kelly wrote. Oh, my God. Uh... Soon after the repair was done, Kelly told doctors that now Olivia wouldn't eat, so a feeding tube was put in through the little girl's nose. It was then decided to surgically place a more permanent feeding tube into Olivia's abdomen. Oh, my God. How traumatic. Yeah. Yeah. In January of 2015, a PIC line was added to help administer TPN, or Total Parenteral Nutrition. This is a method of feeding that bypasses the gastrointestinal tract. Fluids are given into a vein to provide most of the nutrients the body needs. This is usually used when a person cannot or should not receive feedings or fluids by mouth. So at this point, it's like the girl isn't getting anything. Yeah. After the pick line was placed, Olivia underwent feeding therapy at the hospital, which improved her ability to eat normal foods. Despite the surgeries and laundry list of medical issues, Olivia was described as a bright and cheerful child who was full of energy. Some doctors were surprised by how healthy she seemed and made notes in her medical chart that she did not seem like she was a chronically ill little girl. You're the ones that get to decide that. Decisions about it. Yeah. In July of 2015, Kelly started telling friends and family that Olivia had only been given two more years to live, despite any proof of this being true. Wow. The situation sounded so dire that Kelly's parents moved from Texas to Colorado to be closer to their granddaughter. In 2015 and 2016, Olivia was featured in a series of promotional and fundraising videos for the Children's Hospital in Denver. One of these videos showed a charity auction where a cake Olivia baked with a former Miss Colorado is eagerly bid on at a fundraising event for the hospital. Mm-hmm. The cake netted $750 for the hospital's foundation. Kelly also started asking her supporters for money to help with Olivia's medical bills and started a GoFundMe for Olivia, which raised more than $23,000. Wow. Meanwhile, Olivia started to receive increasing amounts of strong painkillers to help her with her various symptoms. Oh my god. How old is she at this point? Uh, Like four or Six. Yeah, five, six. God. In February of 2017, Kelly began focusing on a series of, quote, bucket list items for her daughter. The Make-A-Wish Foundation spent more than $11,000 helping Olivia dress up as, quote, Bat Princess, and arranged for her to save the Disney princesses Bella and Ariel with the help of the Denver police. The next day, Olivia helped the South Metro Fire Station put out a fire. So cute. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of video and pictures, and she really looks fine. She looks like a healthy little girl excited to be doing stuff, you know, like... pains throughout my whole body mm-hmm. poor child during one of these events kelly told a photojournalist quote she's an intestinal failure we don't know how much longer she has to live oh my god on march 1st 2017 olivia had her final surgery which was a procedure that implanted a tube in her bladder which drained through her abdomen mm. 23 days later, Kelly requested that Olivia not be resuscitated if her heart stopped or given medication if her breathing stopped, which was a possibility because of the large doses of opioids she was receiving. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Yep. And they just agreed to it. They agreed to it? I don't know if at that point it was granted yet. Oh my god. I would fucking hope not. Mm-hmm. 
On March 27th and 28th, Olivia's care team was concerned because of the amount of waste in Olivia's ostomy bag and the amount recorded in her chart wasn't adding up. Mm-hmm. This is important because the amount of stool is a clue to how well Olivia's intestines were functioning, and they needed mm-hmm. an accurate measurement. Yep. A monitor was assigned to her room like an actual person. Wow. And the amount of stool produced improved significantly. Mm-hmm. Doctors weren't sure if she improved on her own or if the medicine they gave her helped. Later, they would wonder if the monitor had prevented tampering by Kelly. Yep. 100%. Yep. The day after the monitor was put in her room, Kelly requested Olivia to be put on hospice. What? Yep. I don't know if the request was granted at that time or not. Uh-huh. So on July 11th, Olivia, who had just turned seven three weeks earlier, was admitted to the hospital again. At this time, Kelly wanted doctors to continue the DNR order, but one of the lead doctors in Olivia's care refused to sign his name to it and issued a conscientious objection. Good. A series of ethics meetings were started because of this, but the ethics committee and the hospital's child protection team found despite, quote, individual team members having personal moral objections to the DNR, there was no reason to alert the Department of Human Services to potential medical child abuse. How? I just like, I know it's complicated and I know like it's complicated, but I, it's so hard to imagine how it would get to that point Mm -hmm. doctors don't not interfere you know yeah and i think that we're going to talk about a little later but the big problem here is that they she was their poster child for their children's hospital and they had events with her and they were Mm -hmm. you know using her images and Mm -hmm. she was their sick little girl that they were trying to help and I f- it feels like they got in over their head and they were like, how could we possibly put a stop to this now? Right. You know, well, like, yep. she's she has to be ill if this yep. is made up and we have just gone along with all of these surgeries and on and on and on. And like, it's going to make us look horrible. Well, and it's kind of like that mass hysteria we covered in on mm-hmm. our Patreon episode where, you know, they, the emergency services were digging for a lost little girl. Mm-hmm. in a collapsed school who never existed. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's kind of a telephone game where somebody's like, Olivia has this and Olivia has that, you know, mm-hmm. and everyone's just telling each other that Olivia mm-hmm. has this, but they, Nobody's you know, no one's actually confirming it. Right. And just assuming that some other specialist deemed it so at some mm-hmm. point, you know, because mm-hmm. why would anybody ever say a little girl has these issues if they hadn't already been discovered? And so you're just treating what you assume has already been discovered. And the next thing you know, Someone's like, hey, has anyone ever confirmed that she has 11 different? Mm -hmm. Yeah. God. Yeah. You just, I don't know. I don't know enough about how surgery works, but you would just think that if they're opening her up to do these procedures, they would look at her intestines and it would be clear whether or not they were working, you know, like, and maybe the output was, I I don't, there's a lot of details. I don't know, you know, but it's just like, God. Yeah. Well, intestines are tricky little beasts Mm -hmm. because they don't like to be interfered with Mm -hmm. at all so i can can imagine it would be a thing where they open her up to check and by opening her up her intestines stop working because that's what Mm -hmm. they do they go they go night night if Mm -hmm. you touch them and so you know who knows that was causing trauma and right right totally totally and i also know that it's just really hard for uh, you know medical staff to accuse parents of faking it you know it doesn't happen very often and yes. the idea of them being like nah 
yeah you're well, lying <laughs> right and we rally <laughs> against medical professionals all the time for not believing people and right. so in the case of munchausen's they believe them too much and mm-hmm. so it's sort of like you would prefer that they err on the side of believing their mm-hmm. patients because they are notorious for not doing that right. and so then in a case like this where they do it too much mm-hmm. it's like oh yeah. god yeah it's just awful yep because mo- what mother would put her child through this no i mean just to just give her a death sentence it's it's extra chilling in this mm-hmm. case i mean i'm i it's not like any munchausen's someone who suffers from munchausen's isn't going to eventually potentially kill their child but it sounds like she just set out to kill her like mm-hmm. she was dying for her kid to die yep so yeah after the ethics committee decided there was no potential for medical child abuse a different doctor signed a new dnr order Mm, mm -mm. so no one in olivia's family was alerted about the meeting and the following day medical records show kelly quote would like to allow olivia to die naturally mom says she's not afraid of olivia's death because of her christian faith oh my god i'm going to scream yep july 26th Olivia's medical chart said, quote, at this time, Kelly is intending to pursue discontinuation of the artificial nutrition, the TPN, and that she wanted Olivia to, quote, die in the hospital as the hospital is a second home for Olivia. Oh, my God. <sighs> Over the next several days, nurses made several notes regarding Olivia's demeanor. July 28th, quote, Olivia is sitting up in bed playing her video games. July 29th, Olivia was happy and polite. July 30th, playing her games and watching shows. Mm. Quote, this is not someone who is in tremendous distress, said the University of Chicago pediatric medical ethicist Dr. K. Sarah Hohen, who later reviewed the ethics consultation notes. Mm-hmm. August 1st, Olivia appeared, quote, happy and comfortable. Mm. That same day, the final ethics consultation took place inside Children's Hospital. For the first time in more than 13,000 pages of medical records, there's discussion among team members of the possibility of medical child abuse. Mm-hmm. But the ethics report concluded, quote, Olivia's case is not typical of medical child abuse and that nothing currently rises to the level that re- would require a DHS report. <laughs> Other than the fact that her mother is, like, requesting a DNR. Mm-hmm. For her to die in the hospital because it's her second home. Oh. Though they acknowledge that other team members may have different views and interpretations of the facts. Oh my god. Despite Olivia not showing any real signs of being at the end of her life, the hospital ethics board and Olivia's doctors decided to honor the wishes of her mother, and the seven-year-old was released to a hospice care facility the same day of the ethics meeting on August 1st. What the actual fuck? Mm -hmm, The same day of the meeting. Oh my god. No one in charge ever thought to put a pause on her discharge and have an outside agency come in to confirm her diagnosis or investigate Kelly. I am just screaming at this movie to stop and to make a better choice. And mm-hmm. what? I, oh, yep. God, I cannot imagine the extreme guilt of like nurses, attendants, no. anybody who had a differing opinion or just believed oh, yeah the doctor who was like this isn't right i'm not signing yep. this order and the hospital's yeah. like all right we'll get another doctor to do it <laughs> yep quote that day olivia boarded the transport bus bound for denver hospice a video of her shows her singing hakuna matata no route. come on no 
<laughs> She's seven. Oh, my God. Upon Olivia's arrival, a, a hospice nurse noted, quote, Olivia is unaware that stopping nutrition will assuredly cause her demise. During her time at hospice, her TPN was stopped. She was allowed to have pain medication, juice, and popsicles. Uh-uh. 19 days after arriving at the hospice center, Olivia died. I feel insane. That f- This is insane. No. Part of her obituary read, quote, She loved vanilla ice cream cones, lions, and could tell you almost anything about dinosaurs and sharks. I'm going to cry. Uh. It was only the last month that the playing and talking began to cease. Our precious little princess will now have a new body, no tubes, no more pain or sickness, and everlasting joy with our Lord. See you in heaven, our precious Olivia. You are with our Lord. This is so far beyond. (sighs) Kelly would continue to live her life normally without her daughter. No one at the time suspected any wrongdoing in Olivia's death. But that would all change a year later when Kelly brought her oldest daughter in to have her, quote, bone pain treated. Mm-hmm. She told the doctor she had cancer, which was in remission now, but still suffered from the effects of the treatment. Mm-hmm. When the doctor looked at the girl's medical records and found no proof that she'd ever had cancer, the doctor contacted authorities. Good. That's yep. what I mean. Like, right. Somebody's I mean, got to start somewhere. Seriously. Like, okay, let me just look in to see what the other doctors have said. Right. Like, Laura just had a, you know, shitty year with her health. And it takes so long to get treatment because your doctors are all referring back to each other mm-hmm. and, like, waiting for labs to come mm-hmm. through and waiting for assessments to come through on the assessments and shit. So, man. Right. It just seems like a really good fail-safe. Like, a mom comes in and brings her daughter in, claiming that they have these terrible things, and then when you confirm that that's not true... Surely the hospital has some sort of, like, care worker or someone to, you know... Like, somebody... There has to be a little bit of a check and a balance in these situations, right? Totally. Or just just like this guy, the doctor, is like, I don't see any evidence of that. Let me dig a little deeper. Mm -hmm. Yep. Ugh. Yeah. Like, surely there's some sort of, like, interpol for hospitals. There, I don't, I know there isn't, but there should be. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Where you're, you're communicating with each other, and this is how people get away with a lot mm-hmm. of to- her- horrible medical issues, like abusing pills and fucking mm-hmm. abusing their children, because hospitals don't speak to each other. Bad doctors getting jobs over and over mm-hmm. again and things. I'm going to start interpol for hospitals. Okay. <laughs> Do it. Okay. <laughs> During their it's got to be called that. <laughs> Interpol for hospitals. <laughs> created by Courtney Eck. <laughs> She's going to be me wearing a top hat and like, winking for <laughs> no reason. It'll be very effective. <laughs> yep. So during their investigation, authorities learned of Olivia's death and decided to exhume her body to perform an autopsy. Mm-hmm. The autopsy found, quote, a lack of anatomical findings indicating that she had died from intestinal failure or that she had suffered from many of the conditions reported. <laughs> quote, the manner of death is best certified as undetermined, the coroner wrote. God. Most experts who have looked into the case believe Olivia simply starved to death. <sighs> Again, I just cannot imagine being somebody who participated in starving a child to death. No. Willingly, knowingly, unknowingly, somewhat knowingly. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I'm the, curious too about how that worked with hospice because my understanding with hospice is you give the patient whatever they want. Right. And so if she was hungry, they would have fed her. You know, it's just sort of like yep. what kind of control did Kelly have in that room where she was like, oh, no, no, she can't eat. Well, once again, if she had intestinal distress from surgical procedures, so she had a feeding tube, if she had these things going on, I know from experience, it takes about a month to recover from that. Mm -hmm. So in that time, I'm sure she wasn't hungry, Mm -hmm. right? And so, yeah, she is in her, her system is recovering from intervention and so she probably felt like shit also she's on like a million different kinds mm-hmm. of fucking painkillers and things yep. which make you not hungry and also constipate you right and so i'm sure she probably just didn't want to eat and so it all worked in her mother's favor mm-hmm. you know and hospice just assumed that it was her system shutting down when it was really just her like recovering from what they had done to her mm-hmm. oh my god During the investigation, multiple physicians who had cared for Olivia told investigators that the conditions Kelly told them Olivia had were not supported after they examined her. So these are other doctors. You know, it took her a long time to find people to help Olivia. Yeah. And six of her doctors said none of her conditions constituted terminal illnesses. Mm -hmm. Many expressed doubts and offered alternative treatments to Kelly, who would refuse to listen to their medical advice and instead insisted Olivia had severe and or terminal ailments. Mm-hmm. When they wouldn't listen to her, she would move on to the next doctor. Yep. When police questioned Kelly, she was the one to first mention Munchausen syndrome by proxy and said in the interview, quote, that has never been my case, like at all whatsoever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> said every closed. person with Munchausen's case, ever. <laughs> case closed. Right. While police worked on the case, they separated Kelly from her oldest daughter, There was no indication that she suffered from any chronic or severe illness. Any pain she was experiencing before was gone once she was no longer being cared for by Kelly. Yep. When authorities looked into Kelly's past, they learned that she was arrested in Texas in 1998 for aggravated sexual assault on a child. Holy shit. Yeah, man. And she plea bargained the case to felony injury to a child. Mm-hmm. She served several years in prison for the crime, but was eventually released before starting her own family. Wow. Yeah, I didn't find a lot of details on what that was. Mm-hmm. She also had prior convictions for impersonating an emergency medical technician, Fuck. forgery, and probation violation. Mm-hmm. After year-long investigation in October of 2019, prosecutors decided that there was enough evidence to indict Kelly on 13 charges, including first-degree murder, child abuse, theft, charitable fraud, forgery, and attempted influence of a public servant after authorities said she faked her daughter's illnesses for years. Mm-hmm. She was also charged with defrauding Medicare of $538,000. Wow. Kelly was arrested and pleaded not guilty to the charges. After many delays because of COVID, Kelly's trial was set to begin in February of 2022. Mm. But, but just last week, Kelly accepted a plea deal and pleaded guilty to a few lesser charges, including felony child abuse negligently causing death, felony theft, and felony charitable fraud. Fuck. Has she been sentenced? Not yet. Mm -hmm. The first-degree murder charge had been dropped. 
prosecutor Christopher Gallo said the case stands out in his decades of prosecuting child abuse cases because even from tens of thousands of pages of medical documents and dozens of interviews, it's unclear at what point Olivia suffered the treatment or injury that resulted in her death. Uh huh. He was unsure they had enough to prove that Kelly had murdered her daughter. Oh, I'm like, that is a hell of a plea, man. And if she gets like eight years or something, I'm going to hit the fucking roof. Mm -hmm. Seriously. And I do get it. There isn't enough evidence to say like, this is what caused the death. And we're sure that Kelly was the one that, you know, it's like, no, Olivia went to hospice and died and starved to death. Who's culpable for that? A lot of fucking people are. (laughs) A lot of people are. Yep. Yep. Kelly will be sentenced on February 9th, 2022. Oh my God. Let's live stream it. Not really. <laughs> God. Ugh. No, I'll, I will update. I'll keep an eye out and figure out what she, her sentence was. So Olivia's step-grandfather Lonnie told reporters how he sat beside his little granddaughter and, and held her hand in the days before she died. He said after he had been there for a few minutes, Olivia came to recognized him and lifted her head off the pillow. She looked him in the eye and said, quote, Papa, I'm hungry. Oh, no. It's just so sad. So sad. At that it's time, wild, he didn't think there was... sad. Ugh, yeah. At that time, he didn't think there was anything he could do for her, so he gave her a sponge soaked in a little popsicle juice to wet her mouth. Quote, Kelly walked in and said, she's not really hungry, it's the medication. Dip the sponge in the popsicle juice and put it on her lips and tongue. Lonnie said, quote, that ripped me apart, and the second pain was losing Olivia two days later. Then the real dagger in my heart was when we found out that she was not terminally ill. Yeah. Again, she's just like, I'm going to sentence you to killing my daughter and you and you and you Mm -hmm. and all of you. Like, you are all complicit and Mm -hmm. I'm doing this to you. And now you have to live with the guilt Mm -hmm. of fucking killing this little girl. Olivia's family blames her mother for her death, but they also blame the hospital. Quote, Children's Hospital Colorado, considered one of the top pediatric hospitals in the country and a leader in recognizing child abuse, discounted doctors and nurses' concerns, missed potential warning signs, and ultimately allowed Olivia's mother to stop the girl's nutrition and take her to the Denver hospice. Mm-hmm. After using Olivia's pictures and stories to raise money for the hospital, some believe it was a clear conflict of interest and an outside agency should have been brought in to decide if Olivia was ready for hospice or was just being abused by her mother. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it is too late for her. According to family, Olivia's older sister is doing well and is living with her grandparents. Thank God they intervened for the older sister, the oh, younger sister. No. Like, we've heard too many cases, we've covered cases where, you know, like the mother that just kept killing her children and everyone's like, oh no, it has some mysterious disease called Mm -hmm. their mother killing, you know, like, it would have been very easy for her to get away, especially if she'd moved. Mm -hmm. Imagine if she'd fucking moved to Mm -hmm. Texas or something. Yeah. Yep. (sighs) And that's the most awful story in the history of stories. That one is absolutely fucking rough, dude. Mm -hmm. Like... Again, I feel, I don't know what goes on in the mind of somebody with Munchausen's, but I feel like 
majority of the time, maybe the kid dies accidentally because the mom just won't mm-hmm. stop. Mm-hmm. But she was like, that was the pushing, end pushing, game. Pushing, yes. Pushing, yeah. The fact that she was able to get the system on board for it is so chilling. I don't, I really don't know what to do with myself. Nope. Because it would have been one thing if she just persisted in the treatments until her little system just shut down naturally. Mm -hmm. But to get a fucking do not resuscitate and get her into hospice where they just actively killed her is, that is one of the craziest things I've ever heard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I couldn't find out, like, where's Olivia's dad? I don't, Yeah, nothing mentioned him. Like, I even, like, was Google searching. (laughs) Like, where is the guy? I don't know. So I don't know if he was still in the picture, if he just was sort of, like, to the side. But 100% was all about Kelly. Um, But, yeah, like, where was her dad? And where were the people that were supposed to help her? I don't know. That is just wild. It's wild. It's also, like, the cases where the people died in the hospital, you know, like mm-hmm. went to the emergency that we covered and were like, please, yes. I'm vomiting blood in your emergency room. And they're like, someone will be with you shortly. You know, it just mm-hmm. makes you feel insane. Mm-hmm. You're like, they're, everybody's all around you looking at you and studying you and doing surgery on you and fucking multiple procedures. Mm-hmm. And there's police in this building and, you know, like everybody who should be helping you, your parents, your grandparents, your aunts, your uncles, your fucking community, people on te- watching you on television so many eyes on you and you still die Mm -hmm. how is that possible i know know. it feels like a shitty time to be shitting on our healthcare workers that are like saving our asses so hard right now yeah i want to be clear it's not like everybody it's this one instance but yeah for sure no no i am internally grateful for healthcare workers especially this year my Mm -hmm. you know they saved my wife's life and fucking a lot of other lives Mm -hmm. and are actively doing so despite the fact that they should have all quit a long time ago mm-hmm. but um i have a good friend who's a doctor who's been a doctor for you know like fucking 40 years like he's this is his career and uh we were talking a couple weeks ago and he was saying you know he wants to start basically uncovering the inefficiencies in healthcare. Mm-hmm. um and is maybe going to, he's writing a, like a journal, you know, academic paper on it right now. And my other friend and I were encouraging him to do a podcast about it. Cause he's, and he's writing it with somebody in DC who does have a podcast. Um, but he was saying, I didn't realize this, but 10% of, of, uh, carbon emissions come from hospitals, oh boy. which is an enormous number. Yeah. And he was just like, it's just, they're very, 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 very inefficient. You know, there are a lot of unnecessary procedures, a lot of unnecessary surgeries and treatments. And he was saying that he works in a hospital out of Chicago that was designed to make it easier. It's a brand new hospital, um, like within the last 10 years. It it was designed to make it easier for the janitorial services. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's really fucking easy to clean, but he's like, as an attending physician, you know, like the thing that I need is over there. And then the other thing I need is over there. And like, you can't see your patients. And he's like, it just makes absolutely no sense. It's so not intuitive. It's not efficient. God, And it makes treating patients like 10 times harder, but it's a breeze for the janitorial services. That's so crazy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And also making these buildings you know, that you walk in and they have these enormous atriums and stuff, you know, and just like that you have to heat and cool mm-hmm. and why, you know, mm-hmm. like what is the point? And so my my other friend who's an, uh, another naturally curious person and I 
um, it's Esther who always sends me the most fucked up cases. We were just like, tell us absolutely everything, you know, like, how did we get here? How did the design of these buildings change so massively over the years? Like, what were the trends in designing hospitals? And, you know, how has this all affected healthcare? And I said exactly that, you know, on the one hand, you're literally saving the world right now. And on the other hand, you're actually ruining the world, Mm -hmm. you know, through insurance and fucking unnecessary treatments. And then also carbon emissions. It's really, really complicated scenario that I really hope he makes a podcast about because right. Mm -hmm. I want to know everything. I want to know how we got here and how we can get the fuck out of here. Right. Yeah. Well, like in this case, a lot of this was determined by the administration, the hospital administration and, how frustrating it has to be for the doctors and nurses yep. who are like, no, 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 this isn't okay. And they're like, no, it's fine. It's good. We're fine. Yeah. Trust me. Yep. And you're like, you haven't, it, they probably never even met the girl. Like, you know, Oh my God. Yeah. Bash my head against the wall. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, I think we just need to have two different worlds. Now I decided <laughs> yesterday, one where we like half of us just sit around in hammocks and fucking chill and you know take care of each other and there'll probably be a lot of doctors on that in that world uh-huh. and um then the other part where everyone just keeps like buying fucking starbucks and going to hobby lobby because it's so important to them <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean like those are that's just kind of the two different sorts of people that exist in this world now not to say that chill out hammock world is going to be much better because they're still going to be you know, like sociopaths and narcissists over there <laughs> fucking shit up and colonizing and doing, you know, like flipping it's just, out of your hammocks. Yeah, but maybe just for like six months we could maintain hammock hammock land. Yeah, I could use hammock land right about now. <laughs> you know. Oh man. Uh, yeah. Good one, dude. That uh, sucks. I know. It sucks massively. I know. I'm hoping somebody with more time and more brains than me will like really investigate this case i have so many questions yeah and uh write a book so i can read it because i want to know what the hell was happening you know well it's like i've come to the conclusion recently we just don't know sadie we just don't fucking know it's a lot of things that leads back years months minutes seconds like so many things go into influencing everything that happens the the cases that we cover (laughs) yes like we want the answer we want to find that fucking golden nugget of truth Mm -hmm. in there and it's just there's thousands and trillions in every single case yep i just i don't know like to make up shit you know i think most parents at least myself I tend to be like, no, everything's going to be fine forever. Like my children, are, it, when they're sick, I'd be like, no, 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 this is okay. This is okay. This is just to avoid yeah. what it might be if they're not okay. And to like create that not okay is unimaginable. I can't. No, no it's beyond comprehension. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Mothers killing children is the big, big old no, no, mm-hmm. uh-uh. no. not okay. Nope. nope. So, anyway, <laughs> it's enough. I'm so sorry, little Olivia. I really, Ugh. please, let's redo it, and you just come hang out with me. Yeah, you're invited to Hammock Land. It can 100%. be the, the, bat, the, bat, the bat, bat princess, princess of Hammock Land. We're going to need one for all, to battle all the sociopaths and narcissists who find their way over there and Seriously. fuck it up. Seriously. Be like, well, we're going to have to um, make a system for hammock time. (laughs) 
So everyone's going to have to trade something, right? No, the whole point is just hammock time, which is just hammock time. But of course, somebody's <laughs> going to want to like barter fucking shells for hammock time. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> this is why we cannot have hammock land. Uh, what do we want to tell these people? Um, we don't have any names because I'm out of town this weekend, so we had to stack up some shit, stack up some eps uh, to stay ahead of the game. So I'm sorry there's no names today. That's all right. Next time. Yep. Ding, dingle, donger. Uh, also, that's actually not true. Angus Cloud is the name of an actor in Euphoria who's also my favorite character in Euphoria. I love the name Angus. Angus Cloud. I know. Your, one of your children was almost an mm-hmm. Angus, wasn't he? Yep, he would have been a little Angus, a little Gus. Yep. Didn't happen. Yep. No, but instead he plays Fez on Euphoria and <laughs> was discovered on the street in New York City. Oh my God. Like, real style. Yes. Yeah, casting agent. So I'm walking down the street and was like, hey, do you want to be on the show? And he had a like teeny weeny bit of acting experience. And he was like, yeah, why not? And now he's like, I'm a little in over my head. <laughs> but he's the most authentic and like, uh, he's an amazing character. So it works in his favor, but his name is Angus Cloud. Ugh, that's a good name. So I lied. I do have one name. I've got names. You, of Patreon the supporters? Patreon supporters. I don't know if this episode, I think we still have time for our party before this episode yes. goes out. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Yeah, because this will come out next Wednesday. So, yes. Okay. So, hey, guys, uh, sign up. If you haven't yet, come join us Friday, Saturday, the 21st, 22nd. Yeah. You can find the details on Patreon. Yep. We're going to hang out. We're going to answer questions. We're going to laugh. Chat. We're going to cry, maybe. Um, ter- We're going to uh, brainstorm Hammock Land. Yes. Do you want to be a part of Hammock Land? Mm-hmm. This will be the brainstorming session. I do feel like true crime listeners would be the best people to attempt a hammock land. Shit, yes. Right? Yep. Deep empathy and... I know how to cover up murders if somebody gets murdered. <laughs> <laughs> when the shell bartering system gets a little too, and then they have to overthrow each other. Yeah, it's like, hammock uh, land's going to be a blast. Yeah, it's going to be a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do we, who do we have? We who do we have? have? We'll try to bust out some good <laughs> zingers after that episode. I know, right? <laughs> Thank you so much to Polly W. Oh, Polly W. No, Polly oh, is the my, best name. It's such a good name with the last name of a W. Yep. Like Polly Watermelon or Polly Waterbed. Wrinkles. <laughs> Polly Wrinkles. <laughs> Uh, we had a dog. Polly, Polly Walrus. Oh my god. W is cute. So cute. You had a dog. What? We had a dog growing up named Polly. Oh, I thought you were going to say Wrinkles. I oh, like, I should god. have a dog named why Wrinkles. Why aren't any of your dogs named Wrinkles? I, it's not too late. Right. Time to add to the uh, mix. Polly Wawa. <laughs> no, not Polly Wawa. <laughs> Polly Walla Walla Washington. <laughs> Uh, say it again Polly Walla Walla Washington is that fun to say it's really hard because Polly Walla Walla Washington well and then there's also the Mike Berbiglia sleep sleepwalk with me Uh where he talks about Waya Waya Washington so I always have to remember how you actually say it so it's either Polly Waya Waya Washington or Polly Walla Walla Washington Uh, thank you so much to Amy C 
Amy C- conundrum. In the conundrum is, what do I? Who am I today? Am I a power princess or am I a uh, executive fucking getter dunner, <laughs> or am I the uh, supreme lord of Hammockland, <laughs> or am I fashion nova extraordinaire, or am I? Uh, somebody who can do climbing wall really well. Yeah. Ooh. It's always a conundrum with Amy. She doesn't know. She can be at all. Knows. That's the conundrum is that she is, but she has to sort of present one side mm. so that people don't get too intimidated. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Totally. But man, she can climb a fucking climbing wall. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much to Nikki S. Who's from Oklahoma? I don't think we have this. It uh, oh. might be our first Oklahoma patron. I, do you know how much the Oklahoma song is burning inside of my chest? Having you said that, I will not do it. But I want to do it so bad. Which distracted me. What's her name again? Nikki S. Nikki S. Nikki <laughs> Did the snakes come back? Spectacular. <laughs> Spiky. Sword. <laughs> Swindler? Oh, maybe. 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 I'm into it. Uh, what else? Spectacular. Swashbuckler. Swashbuckler. Swindler and swashbuckler. Yeah. Out on the seven seas. Good job. Thanks. <laughs> No, her, not oh, you. Thanks. Her I mean, out there swindling you. and swashbuckling right. on the seven seas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking doing it. Oh, thank you so much to Little Kitten. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Lil. Sorry, it's Little Kitten. <laughs> Hats off to you, Little Kitten. You almost made me spit. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we don't. There's uh, nothing else that needs to be said. Uh, yeah, you did. You did my job for me, little kitten. <laughs> Good job. Uh, that's that's delightful. That's what the world needs after today's episode. Thank right. you. Well done. Fucking fist shake into the right. Fist shake to the left. <laughs> you win. Hip hip hooray! Thank you so much to Dorothea H. What? Yeah. With somebody named Dorothea? Yes. I went off about Meredith last time, and now we have Dorothea. a Dorothea? As in... Gorgeous. Lang, as in... What? You're out there fucking taking important photographs. You are wearing men's tailored clothes for women. <laughs> you are... Ugh, you have a strong face of strong handsome features that like makes everybody attracted to you oh dorothea damn it that is a very underutilized name you name your daughter dorothea just step aside just let her fucking roll (laughs) she's gonna fuck everything up in the best way she can do whatever the fuck she wants yeah yes a hundred million percent good job dorothea damn it that is a name I would trade for my... I mean, I would trade just about any name for Courtney, but <laughs> definitely Dorothea. Uh, thank you so much to Stephanie LVH. <laughs> oh! So, lives via her own damn way. She, yeah, she Lives does. via her prerogative. <laughs> lives via 
her own mind made up to whatever she wants it to be that's how she lives via it don't worry about it oh, thank you so much to lisa h mm. lisa how you been lisa how have you been lisa have you been as well as i think you've been hmm? lisa <laughs> Hi, have you been doing what you said you were going to do? You know what I'm talking about. Have you been doing it? Yep, of course you have, Lisa. Lisa. <laughs> Habeas corpus. <laughs> um, you, know that, you know what that means. <laughs> I feel like you guys just had a really good talk. <laughs> yep. It's just had a reminder. Habeas corpus. <laughs> the writ of habeas corpus so like she likes to call it right <laughs> it's proper name full full name uh last but not least thank you so much to christina s christina sneaky <laughs> sneaky christina stops you in your tracks <laughs> christina signals for the drop you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Christina snipes the hearts of admirers. Admirers. Because <laughs> there's <a> plural. <laughs> the yes, end. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. If you're still listening, thanks, you guys. <laughs> We are so happy to have you. Couldn't be happier. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's if it. If you want more of us, come see us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at They Will Kill. Go to our website, theywillkill.com. Email us at theywillkillpodcast at gmail.com. Great review. Subscribe, please. 100%. Yes. Thank you for all that do. Yes. Uh, thank you, AJ Brickens, for your music. Thank you so much. And remember. Um, I wrote something down. What was it? Mm. Oh, somebody from our uh, listener pool, <laughs> that's what I like to call it, um, said, don't take criticism from someone you wouldn't go to for advice. Ooh. Booyah. Good one. 100%. Yeah, that's a good Shit, one. Yes. That's 100% all you really need to know about, about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Such good yep. advice. It really is. Yep. And I also heard on TikTok the other day that people who tear other people down do it out of insecurity and people who are confident build other people up which you know i think that's like kind of a known thing but it was good to remember that if you're around somebody who's like fuck yeah good for you oh my god you're amazing you're amazing it's because they feel confident in themselves they don't need to tear other people down to make them to to feel better about themselves so i need to remember that too when i'm talking all this shit about our patrons Just kidding. We love you so much. We love all of you so much. Yep. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next week. See you next time. Goodbye. 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 Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death 
in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.